Hello and welcome back to the Altering Tinnitus Podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this podcast is all about how you can live your absolute best life despite tinnitus. Um, yeah, this is the first podcast episode I'm releasing in the new year 2022. Uh, I'm really excited for all the things that are going to happen in this year. Um, we have a lot of new developments coming up, including a big community and member area website where you'll be able to interact and engage with other people uh, that have tinnitus. Um, you will have the feature to even look at where other members are located, even meet up with them or direct message them, be able to engage on the course content, on all the contents and videos and everything that I put out and put them all in one single place. Um, so that is going to release in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned and I'd be super happy to see you all in that big, massive online tinnitus family and community that I want to build. I'm super stoked to begin that and to really start with all of you in this big online community. But anyways, today we want to get into into a recording of the last live group session and meeting um, that we had on Zoom last week. We talked a lot about different tinnitus treatment options and why different forms of tinnitus warrant or offer you different treatment options and that different treatment options are available to you. Um, yeah, I want you to invite you to listen to that half an hour of our live talk from last week. So enjoy it very much and uh, the link is in the description to the episode where you can book a 15 minutes consultation with me that is of course absolutely for free. So now I wish you a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to meeting you all in the new membership community and let's go on altering your tinnitus. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Um, welcome Elaine as well. Great that you are here as well um, to the first uh, live community event this year. Uh, the first Archering Tinnitus live community event. And uh, today I wanted to get in a little bit in uh, treatment options um, of tinnitus and current treatment options, because I've seen that was immensely popular um, last week, especially when the uh, Tinnitus Awareness Week was again all over the world. And um, I guess it's always nice to get more awareness to the general public about tinnitus, but we who have tinnitus, we are very much aware 24 seven about tinnitus. So I guess we don't really need much more awareness of it. Um, there's already enough awareness. So I was basically like, I've been doing tinnitus awareness and I know it's, sometimes it's a bit pointless. I try to, uh, my, my goal for this year is to create good and valuable content consistently, not uh, one time of the year where it's tinnitus awareness week, which uh, is what some tinnitus associations and some universities and some other places sometimes do. And they only publish something once a year and then they're gone again for the rest of the year. Great to see you, Elaine. Um, Hi. and, um, yeah, but, um, just to, just to talk about current treatment options, of course, all of you know, and all of you are in here in this meeting, because you all know that, um, there is no current magical pill that we can take and pop and, and then tinnitus suddenly disappears. Um, there is an array of treatments. And I've also read a lot of articles last week that, 
Uh, and that was, I, I found uh, pretty cool that um, the proceeds from the, the Texas Roundhouse um, um, earnings last week went into the research funding of the OTO drug, so the hearing restoration drug, which is quite a promising thing in my opinion. Um, I've looked at many other treatment options and when you compare them, there is a relatively interesting one. I've, I've done um, made a review of that scientific document where a lot of the latest uh, science is basically looked at from European tinnitus specialists, such as Vinnie Schlee from the University of Regensburg here in Germany, one of his research centers. Um, they're very, very popular. Or uh, also Rilana Chima, who's also been on my podcast. So these guys, a, a big review on what the current treatments and methods are out there. And they found that, yeah, well, uh, uh, there's very little indication of many things that do claim to have an actual curing effect of tinnitus. So, for example, ginkgo biloba, and relatively good and tested results for um, other treatment options, just as coaching or therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, etc. Um, however, and this is the this is the kind of trick that we are thinking that um, might change the game in future, but it's a very difficult if we manage to restore hearing and hearing loss. So, the loss of our hearing in age or through a noise exposure, or we know that certain uh, that smoking, for example, can be very bad for your hearing. Um, so we know that when hearing, when your hearing goes throughout the, your lifespan, then you can get that problem with the hearing issues, and consequently, then you're much more likely to also develop tinnitus if you have the genetic predisposition. So the the new drugs that uh, look at how can we regenerate stem cells in the hearing. Um, in the, in the inner ear, how, how can we uh, regenerate these inner inner hair cells that are these tiny hair cells that basically, very simply said, transmit the electrical, the physical stimulation of the inner ear into an electrical signal that is then uh, by the brain perceived as sound. And because that pro process gets interrupted because some of these little hair cells, they don't function properly anymore. And they then transmit um, a misperceived sound which you guys or which all of us basically then hear as tinnitus so what they say and maybe we can't cure tinnitus fully by um restoring hearing but we have a very high chance that um tinnitus will be a lot less intense and of course the more you hear and that's another treatment options that I know that many people say like, oh, okay, this is not a treatment treatment, but for many people who have uh, some sort of advanced hearing loss, when they cope with tinnitus, a hearing aid can be a very good solution, right? Now, we have to differentiate, of course, a hearing aid, when you lie in bed at night and your tinnitus is roaring, you have to take the hearing, tinnitus, uh, the hearing aid out, right? And then the tinnitus is still going to be there. But when we talk about everyday noise and you do know that there's a discrepancy between what you are hearing right now and what you should hear, and you do have tinnitus, then a hearing aid might be a good option. In the same vein then, that treatment that would allow us to restore hearing um, genetically. So it's basically, there is a few animals that can regenerate, re regenerate hearing. I think fish can do it. When a fish loses its hearing for some reason, maybe underwater pressure, whatnot, or I think very young chickens can do the same. If they lose their hearing for some reason, they have the opportunity to regrow their inner hair cells. It's actually fantastic. So they've been studying these processes for a long time. I once went to uh, the Hearing Loss Association of America conference in, um, in uh, Minnesota, and there was, um, what's this guy named from the Boston Mass Iron Ear? I think his name is Kevin... 
Kevin something. So he's one of the leading doctors at the ENT department from the Boston Mass Ear, And he talked a lot about um, how uh, they had studied uh, the, the, uh, the regrowth of uh, hearing, um, hearing inner, inner ear, hearing hair cells within different species than humans to see that if that's different in other species, if they can auto regenerate the sense of hearing, maybe eventually we can sort of sample that, look at that and maybe do the same in humans. But of course, and this is very, this is very rare and you guys must have, might have heard something about it that we, for example, also advance in cancer research. So that for example, in cancer research, we think, okay, maybe we can use, especially for example, the not so very popular Chris and, and Elaine and other people forgive me for this, but the not so popular mRNA vaccines that have been very much used for transporting coronavirus into the human body and then building antibodies against that. Can we use that in order to remodule the teeny tiniest of stem cell processes and then introduce that into the inner ear? But it's of course, it's nothing that I would be very super skilled to talk about it. I can talk to you high level about it because I read the science and I look at the study, but it's of course nothing that... Um, I'm not a hearing researcher. I'm not an ENT. I'm not a physician. Um, I've been doing this for a few years um, and uh, I've been studying the, the studies. I've been reading all the materials, but of course I will, would never be able to get in, in depth. Like for example, someone from uh, the Mass Eye and Ear Institute would be, right? Um, in general though, uh, that is a very, very promising, very promising um, outlook that we have for tinnitus treatment. But of course it has to be safe and effective. And for it to be effective, we have to take into account, and this is another thing that I want to talk to you guys about, treatment options, right? When we look at tinnitus, then we have to look at why, where does tinnitus originate? So we covered the one aspect, which is hearing loss. So a lot of people do develop tinnitus based on hearing loss. A lot of people also develop tinnitus, though, because of neck and back issues that would be called somatic tinnitus, right? So if you have a back and mine's actually hurting from the gym. So um, I know that my back is always super tight because I'm also sitting always in front of this computer and I'm always doing coachings and I'm writing emails and I'm sitting here on my desk the whole day. So I do know that for some, that, that actually some of my tinnitus load might sometimes be um, traceable back to how intense or how bad my neck and back pain is. And um, mostly only spikes. So when my tinnitus spikes and gets very loud, then sometimes maybe you might be able to associate that with um, tension in the neck and back. But in order to talk about tinnitus treatments, right, we need to see that there's so many different versions or so many different reasons where tinnitus actually comes from. So that when we talk about curing tinnitus or a treatment option, then we need to talk about different things. And unfortunately, um, and that's why I said earlier on, it might, uh, it might be a good approach to regenerate hearing and to be able to give hearing back to the people. Of course, it would be fantastic um, for me, one ear deaf and, and that other ear not really working well would be a fantastic option to have something like that. But you also need to play into the fact that other people have um, uh, different reasons for why they suffer from tinnitus. So when different causes come together, it becomes very difficult to just rely on one single cure on one single treatment option. So in future, I think tinnitus treatment, and that's what I also discussed at the University of Regensburg last time I was there in October, is gonna be a very multidisciplinary and very, very interesting thing, right? So because you always have to look at all these different, um, at all these different variables that come into play when you treat someone with tinnitus. Um, so I would invite you, of course, all of you to 
maybe go see a physiotherapist. <laughs> maybe there's something that you know something. that there is a blockage or something like that. And in general, when you know that you have a bit of a spike or things get a little bit worse, Chris, we know that emotional things and difficulties that, that, we're, that are going on in our life I always start in different parts of the body. For me, often in the head and neck area, I get super tense when I'm very stressed out. I get very tense. Um, I'm not saying that this will be a once and for all thing, but it, you know, it might add to the fact that you are able to loosen up a little bit and are able to process things a little bit differently, right? So I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to leave that out there, but because I'm saying that you might want to look at different options that you have in order to tackle the problems that you are experiencing in this very moment. And then the last part and the part that I'm um, taking part in and, and the part that I am providing in, in the form of coaching, in the form of community events, in the form of all of us getting together and talking about this issue is of course how you relate to the condition makes a massive difference. And um, I know that is very difficult. And Chris, um, I, I've been in, in, in very difficult situations in my life as well. Uh, also, when tinnitus was very loud. And I know it seems like that there is very little light at the end of the tunnel. And I, 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 it's, it seems like it's very difficult and very dark to deal and handle. Um, but let me tell you that that time also shall pass. And there shall be better times, better days. And we all have times and periods in our life that are incredibly difficult. Um, and they will not be remedied by going to the physiotherapist. They will not be remedied by getting rid of tinnitus immediately. Um, so I think that you always need to see the whole, the circumstances as a whole. And as I said, again, I'd be happy to just offer you my support um, uh, and uh, to, to speak to you and, and to be able to, 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 to offer a little bit of guidance on the tinnitus issue as much as, and, and as yeah. far as I can. Um, yeah. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. For sure. For sure. I know what it is like in that difficult situation. Um, I know, uh, I can't say I know what it's like to, to lose um, a parent at that age, but um, I must, I can only imagine it must be very difficult. So uh, for sure, happy to, happy to be supporting wherever I can. Um, yeah. Um, but, but, but coming back to, to the coaching options and I, I mean, I've, 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 you've been through this. You've watched probably all of you watch some of the videos that I'm doing or listen to some of the podcast episodes that I'm that I'm that I'm that I'm providing. Um, the the coaching the coaching option is of course an option that's um, available to everyone. The, the the podcast the podcast option is available to everyone. You just have to have enough time to pop in an, uh, an earpod or a Bluetooth connected headphone and actually just switch the podcast on and listen to it. Um, but of course, it is only a form of treatment if you are open and available to thinking um, that a treatment will, unfortunately for now, never mean that we fully get rid of the sound that you're experiencing in your ear. So if we combine all these different treatment approaches, the best that we can do, and luckily we can do that, um, and this is what I experience, and this is what uh, I, I aim to accomplish with uh, the people that I coach and and, and have on my in my coachings is that I aim that the that the effect that tinnitus has on their life is as minimal as possible and that people actually manage to untag that subconscious relationship that tinnitus has um, 
of, of always checking back in front, where is the volume right now? How much am I hearing it right now? How much of it am I perceiving towards other sounds in the background of my environment and so on and so forth? You all probably know about this and you've all probably experienced it. So coaching is really there in the realm of all the other treatments that you can and should also pursue, right? So some people say, you know, if I cut out coffee, I know that it's going to get better. So of course, if you want to, you can cut out coffee for a while, but if you realize that that's nothing that changes anything, and then you cut out coffee and then you say, but I love coffee, you reintroduce it and it doesn't change your tinnitus, then by all means drink coffee, right? So everyone is individual and what might work for one person on Reddit says, I cut out sugar, salt, coffee, whatnot, might not work for another person. And you might have a completely different reason for why you might be um, having that combination of tinnitus or that problem with tinnitus, right? So it, it, the additional factor that I, I, I aim to provide with the coaching is to, for you and your, your, your relationship with tinnitus to find a way that tinnitus is not constantly something that's on your uh, subconscious list where you check back into it, but it's actually something that you know how to approach, you know how to deal with the feelings that come up with in relation with tinnitus, so often negative feelings, often we don't want these feelings, often we keep them out, and I've talked about this frequently as well, I'm not the biggest fan of masking always, because I feel that sometimes tinnitus masking is actually preventing you from making progress. Apart from when people are in very, very difficult circumstances, I say, of course, you should mask tinnitus. And if you don't get any sleep, rather mask your tinnitus and then sleep, then not masking your tinnitus and not being able to sleep. But in the long run, masking your tinnitus will help you less because whenever the masking is then not there anymore, you will have that whole effect coming back into and you'll be back to square one. But um, yeah, to be, to be, yeah. Do you guys, does anyone have questions for me at this point of the meeting um, regarding what we just talked about? Yes, I have a question if, if yes, I can. Uh, you, you said um, you are not a fan of masking it, but what I understood or understand is from uh, TRT, tinnitus retraining therapy yeah. that's based on uh, sound and uh, a lot of sound in the environment and uh, play sh uh, shooting sounds. Um, but if I hear you, then you are not a fan, big fan of TRT. Is that what's I, that, that's, a very, that's, a, that's a very channeled conclusion. I like it. I like, okay. I like that question. It's a nice question, but it's a very, I think it's a very quickly cut conclusion. But let me, okay. let me explain why. Um, I am a fan of TRT. I'm a fan of anything that people um, do in order to get better. And it is scientifically evaluated also that TRT does help people. So of course, I'm a fan of TRT as well. While I'm not myself a a fully fledged TRT practitioner or professional, and I just have my own methods. I do agree that masking in the sense of choosing sounds in your outside environment that are over your tinnitus and that are not bothersome to you, that will allow you to avoid that kicking in of that fight or flight instinct, right? Let's talk about masking and masking, right? If I walk around in the outside world and there's enough sound environment to mask my tinnitus, so I cannot 
or I can barely hear my tinnitus, or at least I, I, have the available, I have the availability of sound to focus on an outside sound and not to be focused on my tinnitus. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I can hook mm -hmm. my perception on a different sound, not on my tinnitus. So that's, that's, that's masking. That's, that's very fine. My problem with, with traditional sound therapy masking is, is that we have the problem that people might get stuck and dependent on the masking. That means mm -hmm. if you are home alone and you play ocean waves the whole day, um, and then let's say the electricity cuts out and suddenly that whole cortisol adrenaline rush that you have because now your tinnitus is present and you're not able to deal with it or you're not able to deal with it because you don't know how to, um, how to relate to it when that external sound environment of these ocean waves is gone, then I do say, wouldn't it be better if you were able to just at some point, right? Not at some point, I'm not talking about the start. At the start, it's very difficult for people at all to challenge that flight of flight instinct and to not be so triggered. And quiet rooms. Constantly. So then I say, of course, in order to get your nervous system down a little bit and um, masking and playing soothing sounds could be very beneficial. But in the long run, if you rely on masking, some people say, I can't sleep without the TV on. Well, if you do sleep without the TV on and then the TV turns off in the middle of the night or something like that, and you wake up and then the tinnitus is there again and it's blaring and you can only turn back the TV on, then, then you're awake for ages. And then in the end, you only sleep three or four hours a night. It's not very nice, not very resting. The better chance you have is to deal with tinnitus, deal with the fact that we know for a fact I have severe tinnitus and I'm deaf on one ear and I go to bed and I even put an earplug and I prefer to hear nothing and I prefer to rather have my tinnitus than any other outside sounds because I know it's not, it's not prohibiting my brain, my forebrain to actually shut off and have a solid night of sleep. Yeah. So when you get to that stage, you know that it's much more beneficial to not have these artificial soundscapes around you that support you in the long run. And therefore, I say, well, wouldn't it be better to be able to relate to your tinnitus in a different way and to be able to... Um, to be able to deal with the, the, the kicking in of the, of the stress hormones when they come in, when you perceive your tinnitus, right? Because when you get closer to that, the more you get closer to it, the better you'll be able to deal with it. And in the end, tinnitus will not be so dooming anymore and you won't have a reason to mask it. And then you still have the outside sounds. When you go into the outside world and there's masking sounds, there's still enough sounds around you for you to mask it, but it's a different way of masking. So then it's, it's a bonus. It's a bonus, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't, I don't disagree completely, but I just, I, I just think that TRT incorporates it in order to, you know, make you feel that you can feel calm and relaxed, and even in your home place when you just use a sound in order to hook your perception on something else than tinnitus, which is fine, mm -hmm. gets you to the same place eventually. But it's like. It's like, it's like when you, when you, you could compare it when you want to learn to walk barefoot. What's the best way? Is the best way to just take your feet off and walk barefoot? Or is it better to put on thick socks and walk with the thick socks? And then later on, you have to take the socks away and then it hurts again. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I prefer to work with the people mm -hmm. to work through, through coaching really um, uh, in perception, emotions and feelings and how that affects the person individually. And um, then they can still use the masking sometimes, right? I still, I say, right, if it helps you and supports you, go do it by all means. If it helps you, fine. But we're talking long run. So if you talk six weeks, few months, 
it might be better to let go of the masking at some point because you don't always want to be dependent on it. Sometimes your battery runs out. Sometimes your electricity is gone. Shoot out, shout out to Candice. Uh, ESCOM kicks in. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's my, my, um, my personal opinion. My personal yeah. Yeah. Clear. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. answering. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy. Any any other questions for me at this point, guys? <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor, for now. That's lovely. Elena. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can you can also tell me what other topic you would like to discuss, or if you have a personal thing that you would like to discuss about your tinnitus or something that you're dealing or struggling with at this moment, at this point in time, that would you you would like to share with the community. You, feel um, more than welcome to and um, I could blab on about a little bit of a, a little bit of science but uh, it's it's up to you guys we have about 10 minutes left so you guys tell me what you would like to do with the rest of the time and I'm, I'm more than happy to to take uh, your su suggestions Elaine you have your hand up yeah <laughs> hi it was just around the masking situation really it's not really a question or well it is in a way or does anybody else find that if you use it? I mean, I sometimes use it temporary in, in the morning, say, like, if I'm in, in the bathroom and I might um, put some makeup on or something, play the ocean sounds. And I feel like when I actually switch it off, so it may only be on 20 minutes, half an hour, but when I do switch it off, it somehow seems to quieten it down. So is there not that aspect of it where it, it can actually... And also, as we spoke the other day on the coaching... You know about William Shatner. He says he wore this device on his head for 12 months playing this sound, which I couldn't bear to have a sound in my head for 12 months, but he reckons that's how it, he got cured. So is that not, you know, another way of fixing it? Or is, did that just work for him but not for other people, maybe? Yeah. I mean, what, what I think is, look, he has... Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, curing is an, another very far-fetched term. He might still, in the back of his mind somewhere, hear that old sound, but he has... Yeah, he does a little bit every now and again. So it, he says it's 95%, which we'd all settle for that, wouldn't we? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I, I'm not entirely sure, but I told you in our coaching as well, there is uh, some guys from the Unity Project, and there's also the app, the Unity Project is the European Tinnitus uh, Project. And it's very interesting. So you can download the app onto your phone and there's a library of uh, sounds in there that you can try. Maybe they alter your tinnitus. For some people, they make it a little worse. For some people, it is massive improvement. And some people, Vinny Schley from the University of Regensburg told me there's some people they had in their studies that played these sounds for five minutes and afterwards the tinnitus was gone for half an hour. So very, very, very interesting. So it, you can, I, I can put that into the description here as well, Unity Project app. So if you go to the unit, to the app store, you can find the Unity Project app and uh, you're, you're obviously um, welcome to check that out and, and look that up because it might be interesting for you. Um, I, I, I do, Elaine, um, believe that that is again, I, I mean, in your specific case, I think soothing sounds will calm the nervous system down. And that might be the difference between when you wake up in the morning and you play no uh, uh, soothing sounds and you get entangled 
um, in thoughts about tinnitus and they stress you out, then your nervous system is more stimulated. And we do know that these areas and the, the activity of the brain are very similar, right? So we've talked about this as well. So that might be, and I mean, you know, we're just doing guesswork out into the blue. Yeah, no, no, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a big difficulty that we have. But again, I mean, I mean, and this is, this is, this is what I always preach, right? I say, you understood where I came from in that masking, um, in that masking perspective that I said earlier on, um, is that would obviously the preferred, be the preferred option for me, for my personal case. But I would yeah. never want to extrapolate that on so many other people. And, and in that way, Rudy, I can only say, I know that CRT does that, but I also know that CRT very much goes into, into individualization, right? And not always recommends the same thing to everyone who does TRT. So in that way, I also believe it's very important that we all find the things that help us individually. And then it sort of also becomes empowering. You know, when you know that you're doing well, when you put on your makeup, Elaine, in the morning and you listen to these ocean sounds and that's something good for you, yeah, then by all means do it, for sure. Yeah. It empowers you. It empowers you to feel good. It empowers you to come back to who Elaine is and for her to do her thing in the morning and stuff like that right so do it absolutely so yeah you know i i can always speak from what i see in the majority of the people i work with and with them i often would say maybe it's time to let go of the masking though you know because then we see what else happens what what happens when you do let go of the masking what what happens with you but when you physically your tinnitus is physically changing when you mask Right. For many people, it's only the fact that when they mask, they can't hear the tinnitus anymore or they at least hear it a little less. Right. So that's that's the aspect of masking. But for other people, when you have a reactive tinnitus, like in your case, what it seems like, at least really are yeah. able to manipulate this intensity of the tinnitus. Well, then, by all means, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, pref it's preference, isn't it? Everybody's choice, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're all just trying to make it work here, I guess, right? We're all just trying to, yeah. Yeah. to, to get by. Um, yeah, and I, I, and I know. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, if you guys have uh, no further questions for me, if you do, then please uh, voice them right now. Um, if not, then uh, we could all already uh, have this meeting come to a close. I would say we meet again in two weeks' time. Uh, until then, you are happy to uh, send me an email or to just schedule that session um, over the over the link I put in the in the group. And um, yeah, I'll post a recording in the group so that you can also follow up with this recording later on. And yeah, I wish you guys a fantastic weekend ahead. And we'll see you in in two weeks' thank time. You. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. And same. Thank you. Right. thank you for your thank time. You. Yeah, sure. absolutely. It was loving meeting meeting all of you. I hope you all have a great weekend, and I'll see you in two weeks' time. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Yes. Bye. Bye, bye, bye everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Yes. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode where we talked about tinnitus treatment options right in the live event that we have every two weeks. Um, on the new platform, the new membership platform, we'll have daily tinnitus check-ins so you'll be able to meet up with a group of people daily, talk about the progress that you're making using the principles and the tools that I coach in my tinnitus coachings. 
And yeah, of course, I'd be super happy and stoked to have you on that new membership platform. Um, if you want to know and find more out about that, then just send me an email to Frida at arteringtinnitus.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one. We have very interesting guests coming up, including another founder of a big global tinnitus app and um, another coaching client that we will have on the podcast very soon. So stay tuned for that. Hit the subscribe button and I'll see you very soon back here. All right, wishing you all the best. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.